Hello, Gage. Hello, it's a Charlotte Records podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Push Record and Run Charlotte Records podcast. Yeah. Uh, today I have Gage doing the intro with me. Gage is doing the intro with Hunter. Yeah, we're both here. We're hanging out. Um, yeah. We just got finished recording the episode, and um, in this in this beautiful new space of ours, uh, over in the same building that the Meds is located in. It's uh, wonderful. We're we're putting minds together. We're putting. Getting, getting people, getting people of all ilks, all variety. <laughs> ilks. Ilk. <laughs> and many creed. Many elk. Uh-huh, many and elk. fauna. And f- <laughs> fauna. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right, exactly. You know, some people are elk, some people are fauna. Moose. You know, mule, deer. I myself am a hare. You're a hare, and I'm, uh, I'm like a, I'm like a feral fruit fly. Fruit fly. <laughs> I'm like a I'm like a mangy I'm like a mangy fruit fly gauge. Um, anyways, any yeah anyways, uh, we today we're talking about venues. Yeah, because venues are, you know, they're the the, the make or break of whether or not a show is going to be good. Whether or not part. a scene in general can be can alive. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, we're gonna go over our favorite venues, talk about the good and the bad and the ugly, about what happened in venues, different experiences that we've had, mainly the good because there are a lot of really good venues in Lincoln. Yeah. Um, so uh, if we missed any, you know, tell tell us and be like, hey, dumbasses, you, you didn't talk about this venue that I know and I've been to that you haven't and didn't have a memory of it. Yes. Tell yeah. us. Yes. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we're co- trying to cover all our bases, but let us know. Uh, our email is shallotrecords at gmail.com. So yeah. send us anything there or via any of our social media pages. We're on Instagram and Facebook and so forth. Although Instagram is probably the preferred mode of communication for us. Uh, so yeah, go hit us up if you have any comments or questions. Or if you're interested in recording via digital or analog means at the new Shallot Studio, yes. which is much better than my basement, we I will been, say. We've been working with the suede futons. If we can talk about it. Oh, we can talk about it. Oh, yeah. we can talk about yeah, it? Yeah, why not? It's I mean, been awesome. Yeah, dude, it's been really cool. Um, everybody in that band is really talented and really devoted to their craft. Um, and uh, I, I'm personally just excited to have um, a full project to mix. You know, yeah. like a really well-performed, well-recorded uh, stems on Pro Tools to go back and and, and mix it. You know, because like I've done that many times with my own recordings and stuff. But it's it's all it's much more fun to have a bunch of pe- a collective vision that has been accomplished, and then you're going back and working on that collective yes. vision. You know. Speaking of collective vision, we've been working on some uh, live sessions, and we we talk on it for a, a brief moment in the uh, in this episode. But if you're interested in doing a live session, uh, let us know. Like, send us the song that you want to do. Show us that you know how to play your instruments. And let's 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 get it on. Hell yeah, man! Good shit. All right. All right. This is the. Uh, thanks for thanks for listening. Thanks. Oh, we're being slowly sucked into oh. a black hole. Oh my god. Oh god. The intro's ending. <laughs> I think that's a better alternative to all cars. Dudes on mopeds are really cool. They're a lot less gas efficient. (laughs) But I wouldn't use it very often. (laughs) But like it's a moped though. Yeah. It would just look cute. That's really the only reason. Polynesian countries are like destroying themselves because they everybody drives mopeds, little single single cylinder vehicles. Because they're the cheapest thing. Because they're the cheapest thing. Yeah. I want an electric moped. That'll happen. It can happen. Tesla it's possible. It's maybe several years down the road, but it's possible. Yeah. yeah. Tesla. Well, we should start. Uh huh. Because it's recording. Yeah, yeah, I figured. He pushed yeah. record and then he ran. And then I ran over here and now I'm here. <laughs> he wow. pushed record and he ran. Uh huh. I did. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to talk about venues today. Um, there are lots of really cool venues in Lincoln. Yeah. Well, what are some of you guys' favorites? And I can start. My favorite to play in town has been the Mez. That's no shout out. 
but also shout out. <laughs> yeah. But uh, since we're it's like just there. one of the easiest places to book or was before yeah. it, the sadness. <laughs> um, but now that stuff's opening back up, uh, I can't wait until the Mez opens back up because it was always super easy to just be like, hey, I want to do a show here and then. Right. And we make it happen. They make it happen. Yeah. Y'all make it happen. Yeah. I, you know. We're having our first Mez meeting in like a year tonight. Wow. Which is exciting. Tonight, the 7th of July, 2021, in case anybody <laughs> cares to know. This will air later. <laughs> this will air much later. Um, yeah. I. The thing that I'm most excited about for the Mez is getting a merch stand set up from yeah. various Ooh. bands around. Uh, which is something that we've talked about for a long time, but you know, I've been, I have a ton of tapes from a ton of various projects that I've worked on that we've had made or that I'd recorded. Um, and I know people are gonna, there are names that people know, like Funk Mammoth, like yeah, yeah. Uh, Cat Piss, like uh, Death Cow, stuff like that, just tapes that I have sitting around. And I really, I really want to have a set table where we have merch from all kinds of bands, not just Lincoln bands, Omaha Axe, Milwaukee Axe, Wichita Axe, whatever it is. That's a great um, idea. And they would sell us pieces of their merch for, you know, for a profit to them. Yeah. And then we'd sell them maybe, I don't, probably not in an upcharge, but, you know, just have a lot of different types of merch sitting around. Because, people, you know, people, when they go there, they want to have a souvenir to, to yeah. walk away with. Yeah. It's kind of um, hard, and it's been kind of, I haven't, like, I've been to, like, one show at the Mez, and there wasn't didn't seem like there was a whole lot of space for a merch table. So where would you think of setting that up? So, um, depending on whether or not the place is entirely packed out, because we've packed like you know uh-huh. fifty mm-hmm. people in there before. Yeah, it's been crowded. It's super crowded. Um, and you know we have the the little couches on the far end next to the the mirror, mm-hmm. uh, like on the back side of the everyone knows of those the couches. room. Yeah, you know, they're cla- you know, classic little hangout couches. We've had bands that come through town and they slept on those couches, you know, <laughs> as they're touring. Um, yeah, so I think we're going to put it like to the left of the couches, like near the uh, near the mixing board. Okay. Or maybe like right when you walk in, right to the right there. Um, so that'll be that'll be cool. It's just like a shelving unit full of different pieces of merch that people can people can look at and and stuff. I I would be concerned considering how Few people we have that are running the place at the time. I would love people to be a merch stealing booth girl. the merch. Yeah. I'll be the booth booth girl, booth the girl. the seller and security, both <laughs> asset protection <laughs> and sales girl. Yes, no, we need it. We need a merch stand I, person. I want to, to watch that. over the merch. Okay, and well, it's decided. Like, I'm a merch that. stand girl. You heard it here first. Nobody opposes that because now I'm got my hopes up. <laughs> I was gonna say that's a great idea. I love the Mez, and although I haven't played at the Mez, I've been to countless Mez shows, uh, including acts from Lincoln and touring acts, and it's always been amazing. Um, and you guys had actually booked Girlwood before we the did. sadness, and I had contacted them directly and said, like, I want you to come to Nebraska, hit up the Mez, I'd love to see you guys. And they were like, oh, we already talked to them. And I was like, what? And then I got to, like, Wait, talk so you, to them. you hit them up they not, wanted to sleep. not knowing yeah, that they were going to play at the yeah, They were going to play at the Mez. Yeah, and then they said, we could sleep on your couch. And so I was going to have Girlwood sleep at my apartment, uh, and then it all got canceled, and then they got canceled. And so... <laughs> Sad. Oh, they got canceled? <laughs> they yeah. sure did. Oh. Wait, for what? Oh. oh, it's not anything I want to discuss on a podcast, yeah, but trigger warning-wise, I guess, yeah. it was just something to do with one of them um, being a sexual assaulter, which is very, very sad. But, yeah. Yeah, that's a bummer. Well, yeah. now we know. Yeah. And that's but okay. But that would have been a cool show, and yeah, the Mez really has cool never disappointed with such cool... Speaking of which, uh, I was recently listening to Kill Vargas's new music, and one of their new songs uh, has a reel on Spotify, and it's from the Mez show. And I'm pretty sure Gage, you're in it, dude. I was going crazy at that show. I need to see this. What? Which which song is Warren Um, in it? Because Warren Babel, Babel. I couldn't couldn't (laughs) tell for sure. Um, Let me see, Kill Vargas. I cannot take it seriously while you're fondling your toes on the podcast. He's fondling his toes on the podcast. Gage has a thing with feet. It <laughs> no, you were you were giving no, we're me just shit kidding. for bringing up feet the other day. Like, 
Do you remember that? No. Gage accidentally touched my foot last night, and we made it a big deal. Yeah, we all really funny. you were bullying. You were bullying me the other day. So I was like, uh, you know, feet are one of the more unattractive in the hot tub. I was like, feet are, you know, like oh, inherently yeah. <laughs> one of the more unattractive parts of the body, or at least, or at least to most people, which yeah. makes it weird to have a foot fetish. Although it's not inherently weird. I mean, it's just it's like, just like from an outsider's perspective, it's if, like if I don't, don't like looking at my own feet. Like, right. I wear socks ninety nine percent of the time so that I don't have to look at the weirdest part of my body. But since Hunter brought it up and so poignantly explained his disdain of feet, I don't hate feet. He he hates his own feet no. as a cover for how he loves feet. See, this is the kind of bullying I was talking <laughs> yeah, about. Seriously, this is the shit yeah. that we have to deal with. Gage. Yeah, so the Mez, the Mez is cool. Can't wait till that gets started back up again. Um, shouldn't be long. I think we're kind of restructuring um, our, like, not business model, but our, our mission statement sort of a little bit, um, just considering the, the changes in the dynamic of the people who are working there at the moment. Um, and it's, it's all positive changes. Like nothing, we, we're still the same people, you know, we're just, we're just trying to make it conducive to people wanting to go back to shows again and, um, like experiencing what, what we have to offer, which we think is pretty cool. Uh, Mm -hmm. so yeah, that's exciting. So uh, yeah, any other, any of, any faves, other faves? Side note, Simon just showed me that video. It's not me oh it's is, not it, you is this not you like in the side for like it a could be a i was wearing my it? rainbow hat but oh. that was the night we met oh there's audrey yeah. hertel oh. audrey hertel's in there yeah audrey hertel is definitely there yeah that's she yeah she's very prominent in this um i, I think it's gage I... on the on the right side he pops in for like a half second that kind of it does kind of look like i remember you, you were wearing a white shirt i was day. there it probably is me i was there too i saw you and it was a white shirt that you were I think, wearing i, will, I, think I was I see, wearing my white bowling shirt i see a glimpse of nadine moore in there i believe as well pretty cool man yeah. i'm glad that i think Vargas cool. comes to lincoln so much yeah they're, yeah, they're a sick band. they're great really like yeah. well and now apparently uh they're joint, getting getting some new members. Yeah, from mm-hmm. Lincoln. Yeah, from yeah, Lincoln. Like, yeah, and I, I don't know. They, how, they what can what discuss that themselves. Yeah, I don't know what liberties we have, but yeah, shout out, go check that out. Yeah, I don't, check know, that. I don't know what they've said when yet, but when it is a thing. Yeah, when it when it actually <laughs> is a thing, I'm excited to see it, man. I mean, that's a lot of talented people in one band, and you know, seeing them as the three piece is always cool, you know, because it's like really prominent presence. The very few variables going on, mm-hmm. it's just delivering awesome track after banger you know i mean yeah i love that yeah. band so much um but yeah well they're gonna be one of the first ones i'm sure that we get at the meds when it comes back speaking oh, of oh for sure yeah what what was what was your question oh any other venues oh any other venues man if i had to pick from like some of my favorite venues that i've played um the one that sticks out is Omar's Kitchen in uh, Wichita. It's not exactly a venue, but it was a Mediterranean restaurant that a bunch of metal guys uh, booked me at. And I played in between three different metal acts. And I I was the cigarette break in between so everybody could take a breather from the loud (laughs) noise. Uh get their drag on something easier on the ears but my favorite memory from that venue was that um this sweet sweet old lady was there listening to all this music happening in her restaurant and she was there with her daughters so she comes up to me and says i would like to buy a shirt from your band Kneebreaker," and the only reason she wanted that was because one of her daughters had recently broken her knee oh my playing God. soccer. Wow. And she wanted to get it for her was as a it, joke. Was it the one with the bent knee and yeah. like the, the lines coming off of it as though it were broken? Uh-huh. <laughs> That's right. Wow. That's so funny. Omar's Kitchen. I don't know if they are ever going to have shows again, but yeah. if you could play at that little Mediterranean restaurant, oh, man, that was so fun. And there was a little adjacent part that there was a bunch of uh, cool kids sitting, just watching, and I saw them not paying attention, so I walked over and and stood in front of them, yeah, off stage. It was great. 
Wow. See, I'm, I'm imagining like a show happening at Rutabagas. Yeah, pretty mm-hmm. much. Like in, the, in that little back area of Rutabagas and like you fit barely any people in there. But... Yeah. There's like bar- barely any room in the front room, but the kitchen is giant and you can see into the kitchen from this tiny little spot that you're playing in. Wow. That's crazy. See, um, like something similar to that happened. I'm sure a few people listening uh, were there for it, but uh, Pepe's Bistro where Paul played. That was pretty cool. Yeah. That was fun. Because, um, you know, like, there's no way that he'd be able to fit in the restaurant. So right. he just played right out front, and a lot of people gathered. A lot of friends. That's the A few friends of the restaurant, by. friends of the band, you know. A few people walking by were just like, hey, what's... And, you know, Paul was shouting out to people walking by. And occasionally <laughs> there'd be, like, a car bumping, like, hardcore hip-hop, you know, yeah, right driving at... by, and we'd all laugh. Cause... <laughs> yeah, right as he took a break. Like, in, like a, a rest in the song, and then just... <laughs> <laughs> and then you just pick right back up. <laughs> yeah, that was really funny. Oh. Um, well, if we're going around the circle, uh, I you know I always enjoy playing at, at the hub or in that hub amphitheater area. Um, it's it's not too expensive to book it. First of all, so if you wanted to, you could hold like for whatever three hundred, five hundred bucks, whatever it is. You know, like a big rock and roll punk show there. And yeah. it'd be it'd be like a you know it's it's an amphitheater so like there's levels to it and everything, um, but on top of that like the hub does occasionally um, like a summer series like a, you know like a farmers market thing and they yeah. have a particular artist come and play and while people are shopping around it's just sort of mellow is that stuff. Hub and Soul? Uh, no, Hub and Soul is uh, a series, a festival series that goes ah. on every Thursday in the fall, like September. Um, and it's, it's usually sort of mellower acts. Like they have, um, they had the Wildwoods play last year. Uh, I know a couple of years ago they had Josh Hoyer and Soul Colossal play. They had Jer- uh, Ferocious Jungle Cat play Ferocious Jungle year. Cat. Uh, we went to one where there was like, like, uh, like a salsa band. Yeah. Freaking see, awesome. Right. Yeah. Stuff like that. Like yeah. really talented musicians in a lot of different genres, but it's always, you know, it's never like rock like hardcore rock and yeah, roll it's music. Not like, it's always a little bit mellower, yeah. um, which fits the Hub's brand. And I think it's a more, it's more of a draw for people, you know, just coming and wanting to see really talented musicians and not thrash around because that place isn't particularly conducive to like a mosh pit or anything. It's like trying to mosh at Red Rocks. It just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's cool. I, I, I like playing there. I played there just a little solo set and hardly anybody showed up. But, it, you know, it's a lot of fun. You just get out there and play for whoever shows mm-hmm. up. Uh, so that place is fun. I also really enjoy, um, I think Bodegas has really good sound Oh yeah. for the most part. I mean, better sound than the majority of the other bars and venues around downtown with the exception of probably, um, the bourbon. That's a big selling point for me at a venue is if they're even able to run sound at all, because being a, um, being an up-and-coming artist, you'll run into a lot of venues that are, you know, they're just running out of their basement, and you just, mm-hmm. you don't even mic up, you know? Creative they, Commons. Yeah, primary, that type of stuff, example. where you bring your own gear, and it can sound as good as you can make it, Yeah, but they don't have any infrastructure to help you in that endeavor. They, right. There might be minimum, like, a, uh, a PA just for vocals, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. But if you can get to a venue, a lot of, a lot of bars have uh, pretty good sound. Like Duffy's, they have good yeah. sound. Uh, 1867 has pretty good sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and it all depends on like their prioritization of ru- who's running sound, what gear they have. Mm-hmm. Like they can they can make it awesome. They, yeah. If they really prioritize it and aren't just like throwing any random dude behind the sound booth, because I've had to deal with that a few times, you know. Yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, no, you know, and if you come in and know your shit as the artist, um, then you can kind of run the whole game. Yeah. Really, if you wanted to, with any of those places, um, so it's incentive for you as the artist to like know what sound you want coming with a mindset yeah know a lot of different pieces of gear so you know what they have and what needs to be done in order to make that piece of gear do the thing that you want it to do Mm -hmm. pa speakers a mixing board any compression units whatever it is you know um and you know that it's gonna that there is possibility for it to be awesome if 
they have like racks yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. of analog gear. Duff, Duffy's has Duffy's is pretty, great with pretty that. extensive rack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but a lot a lot of times you'll also run into like um, venues that that they'll have sound, but they aren't they aren't typically a venue, so they don't know how to use it and they just have it. Yeah, it's there, <laughs> you know. So. Sometimes you'll just be left to your own devices, plugging into whatever the hell. Yeah, right. I played. I played at a. Me and Liz actually both played at this place. I, me and Isaac played too. I, I did a few gigs, but um, this uh, place called the Zeppelin. It's a bar mm-hmm. like on the on Cornhusker Ways out by in the Air Park direction, and like they had this like little stage area. I brought my own PA. They what did this, it used to be called? Oh. um... I don't remember. Lucky's. This is Lucky's. Lucky's. It, was, it used to be Lucky's Lounge. Okay. It and I, I've never heard of this place. Yeah, I'm surprised. Um, yeah. They rebranded as a Zeppelin. Uh-huh. It's huh. like a little stage. And I used to work with the owner. This isn't like the Pilots Bar, is it? Or like the Pilots go and hang out. This no, is like a separate bar. This is like a, this is like this is <laughs> it's like connected to a hotel. This is, is like not? you came in and and uh, you're staying at the Holiday Inn after and like you're not necessarily from Lincoln. Oh, here's the bar right here. Yeah, it is connected to its own like little motel thing, but mm-hmm. it's like behind the Holiday Inn and it's like ac- across the bridge from the from the airport. They have like a like a mural of Willie Nelson and mm-hmm. Bob Marley up on the stage. Yeah, but but they but then like they just had this little rotating light and they just mm-hmm. stuck it there. I brought my own PA. And you would not be able to fit a drum set on that no, stage. Hell no. no. Hell no. What? Like it's no. probably uh, like you see where I know no one listening can get this, but if you guys here can understand it's about where we're sitting and that's about it. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. We're sitting in a pretty tight circle. Yeah, it's about <laughs> it's about an 8 foot by like 4 foot. Damn. What's that? What's that little uh, coffee shop bakery over on the Strip Mall on South South and Seventeenth, um, where uh, Open Harvest is? Blockbuster used to be there. Oh, do you know what I'm talking mm, about? I know where Meadowlark. I know Meadowlark, 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 but I've never right? been. Uh, I I always imagine like uh, like <laughs> early Beck playing on that stage, like going up on a coffee shop oh, and just yeah. like pounding it out with an acoustic guitar and a harmonica. You know, I've always wanted to do that, like do a really disgusting folk. Uh, act on that tiny little stage. How <laughs> hard is it to learn harmonica? Like, what if I just like became one of the best harmonica players you all knew? I really you, should. You got to learn how to bust it then, like belt it. Yeah. Learn. Yeah. the The thing is, it's so loud <laughs> that you have to be okay with hearing really loud wrong notes for a long time. And the tone it's like can any get brass obnoxious. instrument, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The tone can get. We're learning drums. Uh-huh. Totally well, obnoxious. Fuck! You put me all up to the challenge. You I'm got to Become the best harmonica player in Lincoln. Just stand in a closet for two hours a day and just bust out a harmonica. Yeah. Right. Does, exactly. Does Ambi do? I, I haven't listened to the Murlocs as much as I probably should have. Uh, mm. But does Ambi do a bunch of harmonica on there? See, I don't know either. I haven't listened to much of the Murlocs. They kind of. Yeah, they're all right. <laughs> that's that's. But to me, they they remind me of like a dad band. Yeah, no, total dad band. Yeah, like, like a Black Crows or something. Yeah, you know? exactly. The term <laughs> dad band, I'm not familiar with. Does that just mean it's got a lot of dudes that are dads in it, <laughs> or uh, could be fathers? Or yeah, could or be could be fathers. Okay. Yeah, like um, Marshall Tucker, like uh, what's what's the one that Andy on or uh, the Parks and Rec. Chris Pratt on Parks Mouse and Rec. Rat? Is in love with. No, not Mouse Rat. The band that he's in, the the other band that he's in love with. Oh, like anything, that he's in love with. Anything that Chris Pratt um, would like <laughs> on Parks and Rec is a dad band. I think for the most part. That you're probably right. He's yeah. basically in a dad band that's like trying to not be a dad band, but is still a dad band. Right. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Mouse Rat is a really bad dad band. Like Pearl Jam, dad okay. band. Yeah. Band on the run. It's funny. Dad band. It's funny how Pearl Jam used to be like one of the zeitgeist grunge bands and they slowly <laughs> turned into like dad bands it's just how the how the age i could say grateful dead is a is a dad band you know i see i wouldn't say grateful dead is a dad is a dad band they're just an, they are all fathers probably well, they're just they're I mean, just maybe. a band that was hot and they hot for a long time now they're just old back in the back in the era of the dad bands of, of the dad but yeah. pre-dad band but yeah even pre, i feel, pre-dad okay. bands. I feel like this is ageist. are we a baby band then 
We are a baby Yeah, band. we're a tiny baby band. <laughs> we're a tiny little tiny em- embryo band. band. Uh-huh. Embryo band. Fetus. Fetus uh-huh. band. Yeah. See, uh, that, that entire uh, Glastonbury thing was us poking our head out of the womb. <laughs> <laughs> we, we walked out of the womb saying, hello, my baby. Yeah, hello, my baby. smoking a big cigar. Also, Speak, speaking, speaking of, of that. Yeah, thank you so, so much to every single person that voted for Midwest Dreams in the Glass Factory competition. Yeah. Because it is crazy that we won. I mean, in all honesty, I have faith in us. I believe in us. I think we're rocking. But how the hell? <laughs> how the hell? Oh, we were up against people listen, that like. I'm going to be completely honest. There were artists there that had far better production than we did. Yeah. For real. Far better. Yeah. But. Especially but, that last one. Oh, yeah, my that God. La- that Martyr la- to Madison. Uh, Martyr, Martyr for Madison was like you know, unbelievably good production, really ambitious songwriting. Um, yeah, I was uh, I was amazed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the, the thing about that, about the Glastonbury thing, is that it really depends on how well each band does their marketing. Exactly. You know, who they're yeah. getting to vote for them. Because it's a small enough... Uh, it was a public- fan competition, right? Basically. Yeah, essentially, yeah. It's a small enough publication that they're not their outreach is not going to garner people to like listen to the songs. It wasn't and Rolling Stone magazine. Yeah, no, but yeah. it's not Peist, Peisty. You know, this is something we could put on like our EPKs, which like speaking of venues, you'll need to get into like bigger venues, more right. more like the Bourbon, more like. Uh, shit what what's that the rhino in kansas yeah the rococo oh the yeah rococo. we could play that <laughs> if we want to if we want to be operatic I yes yeah if we want to be operatic everybody sit and listen oh. to your rock and roll <laughs> we, <laughs> we're, we're just gonna turn into a led zeppelin cover band which yeah. is that these oh, epks shit. are basically like a resume for your band you put just put, yeah, yeah our music is good people do like our music like, yeah and it, just... it helps legitimize us so thank uh-huh. you so much for helping us you know with this reference you know with right. this this publicity as well you know exactly it legitimizes i had people like ask for a shout out because they voted and i was like okay <laughs> <laughs> really well yeah this, this kid was like hey i voted for you Where's my shout out? It's like, oh my god. Here's your shout out. Don't message artists asking for shout outs just by supporting them. Yeah. Um, but thank you. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, I'm very, very grateful for this opportunity, and it's exciting to see how many of my like good old buddy pals were like truly really excited to see us even make it to the final two. I mean, mm-hmm. it's crazy. I had a one of my long-time best friends post about it like once a week every day even like on certain weeks like we have some support y'all we have mm-hmm. some support it's really cool it's nice and i think the fact that we we take it's like our first foyer into the public light um i think we take it ser- more seriously than some of those bands that have a hundred plus yeah. thousand martyr for madison listeners. didn't make a single post they just put the link in their instagram bio they didn't make a single post right 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 so yeah, us, us being excited about it, I think, is infectious, um, and I think that's kind of the way that I want to go about doing any publicity in the future. It's just like yeah. pure excitement, or mm-hmm. you know, because it's gonna it's gonna resonate with people. Well, the way I look at it is, we all have a dream, right? And we mm-hmm. all have a common goal. That, Muzak. That that feeds yeah, Muzak. That dream. Yeah, Muzak. <laughs> so like, I feel like you can draw naturally from that excitement because of that, and when we combine it all together, it's five people with a similar goal and like similar drive and effort for that. It is a very powerful thing. So like it really, I know we're talking about venues, but if you have a band, like just like, that's all it takes like, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. get that. Like you, if you have that similar passion so mm-hmm. apply and then that it. excitement is going to come out on stage. Applied too. chemistry. There yes. are so many new bands popping up in Lincoln and I am so, so ready because a lot of them don't have anything released yet. And I'm excited to see that. I mean, even, I don't know the name of their band, so Destiny, I'm sorry for, like, if I butcher it or if I misremembered what you said, but one of my friends, Destiny, just started a new band, and I think the name that they're going for right now is Icon, but that might change. But, like, just a bunch of people are just, like, Mm -hmm. starting bands, finding other people that play instruments, and they're getting excited about it. Destiny already, and their their band, sorry, their band already threw a little house show, and, like, it looked awesome. It looked so fun. I really wish I could have made it, like... 
and they're going to have more. People are just avalanching, like yeah. snowball and then avalanche, and it's awesome to see. And it literally takes a couple of excited people. If mm-hmm. you re- read the Glass Factory interview, um, we talked about how I just posted a picture on Instagram and said I want to sing in a band. I was just feeling like, I was like, other people can do it. I want to do it. And I was damn right. We all can do it. We're all killing it. So, and also we're not five anymore. We're six. Distressed Damsels has brought on a very talented drummer and he will be in on one of the upcoming podcasts. But Canyon Scare, shout out. He is amazing. Parking lot party. Parking lot party. Mm -hmm. Yes. So speaking of that, that Mez show with like 50 plus people, that (laughs) was parking lot. That that was the most packed Mez show we've had with the exception of maybe, uh, the Farkles are release show Mm. where we had, I think it was Kill Vargas and Death Cow. Oh yeah. And all of those amazing You're a fool. I'm a fool. (laughs) You weren't there. (laughs) I weren't weren't there. there. Like it was the hallway too. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, The door couldn't even be closed. (laughs) That was awesome. It was definitely like 85 people. (laughs) Yeah. That was, yeah, it was a lot, man. We really packed it out and I'm trying to do that with every single one coming up. That's part of the reason why we haven't done any med shows up until this point is because we want the return to be like a grandiose revitalization. Like people are like, this, is the event of the century. I'm sweating on other people, and other people are sweating on me. This is what I've missed for over a year. It feels so good. It feels and smells. Ugh, no. You know, <laughs> one of my uh, my favorite trends uh, of th- this new era of live music has been the uh, the the two band set list or the two the two band uh, sets. You know, instead of, instead, instead like of those three. Bay drive-in shows. Oh yeah. yeah. Another venue, the Bay. Yes, yeah, the Bay's killing it, man. Shit, I wouldn't be opposed to more drive-in shows. Like, yeah, I don't know, man. I'd I'd say do away with the drive-in shows if it means we can get up and mosh. Well, yeah, but like well, for chiller shows, like that would be nice. Like, yeah, date night. Like go listen to some violinists or some folk band while sitting on the hood of my car eating. A yeah, picnic it's kind of hard love. to just sit and listen to cat piss. Yeah, I don't think yeah, I could just right. sit there and listen to cat piss. <laughs> that was hard, and that's and everyone was just so gunning to get up there, which is part of the reason why when uh, wow. Oh, um, I know you're better talking friend? about better friend. Yep. Yes, uh, that's why when better friend came on, the sound guy TJ was like, "Hey, you guys, you sure you can you know go up there if you if you really want to, and, you know keep your masks on, but go up there if you really want." To. We're like, "Fuck yeah, we're there, man!" Yeah, they're freaking awesome. They're one of the best bands around, right? Uh, yeah. Around the area, they did great that night. Yeah, and they they always do, and that was what their first show in a year and a half. Something yeah. Like that. Oh, better uh, friend, better friend. Uh-huh. Well, that was like, more like two years. Two years, really? Yeah. Wow, oh okay, God. Yeah. It gave me hope for the future. Just uh-huh. the fact, too, that they, they said that, and they were like, oh, we're just so happy to be back and, like, playing, like, in front of people. And, like, I, you could tell by the way they played that they have been prepared. They've they, been, like, yes. waiting, patiently waiting, and it was their moment. They really killed it. Right. I'd actually never seen them before, but Jim Ryan, the guy who owns who, – who, uh, who had the space that we're recording this podcast in before we did – uh, he is like really good friends with them, and he'd known them for a really long time. And he's like, "Yeah, I'd seen I've seen them like twenty five times." Whoa! Yeah, so I mean, you know, they've been around doing it for a long time, and it showed. And the lead vocalist, I don't I don't know her name, but she's like a female Ozzy Osbourne, and I love <laughs> I love it so much. Everything about her style just is infectious. While we're talking about those drive-in shows, The Bay. If you can play a show at The Bay, play it, play it, fool. They put on great shows. They got a mm-hmm. lot of people love coming to the Bay. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a really inviting environment. You know, there's 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 coffee and drinks and, and good people and good mm-hmm. people. I have been fashionable to people. the best yes. shows at the Bay, and I think that I have like a really big sentimental attachment to that venue now because after going to the Way Out's second album release show, I have a picture of like me at that show and like like over 15 people that I know are in that picture and it's a wall of death and there's a bunch of people I know on one side, a bunch of people I know on the other side, me right in the middle and the way out on the stage. And like, that is the most adorable picture. Like it's all these people that I love and hold so dear. And it's just a great venue. And I had my graduation party there. Yes. I, I do remember. I do remember that. Now. I have a picture I, of you mm-hmm. and me. Oh my God. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so sweet. You don't know how much that meant to me. Him and Hunter came, or him and Nelson came. Yeah. My own dad didn't come to my grad party. That was the nicest thing ever. I'll never let that go. You guys are angels. Well, you obviously made an impact, even though I, I claim that I didn't like you when you... 
when it's you okay. Were, when you were a freshman it's and okay. I was a senior, you, you made an impact. You yeah. know? And that's why we're still hanging out. You know, you're, ah! a, you're a personality. You got it going. If you can't tell, on. Hunter's making me blush. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, venues. Who hasn't talked about their favorite venues? Oh, and Red Rocks. We brought that up, but Red oh, Rocks. Red Rocks kicks ass, Where's but everybody knows beautiful. that. Beautiful. Yes. Yes. We don't and Lucy's Pub, rest in peace. Wait, what? Lucy's Pub. Oh, yeah. Too. Like, I really oh, love that. I really wish I could, like, start one of those one day when I have a backyard and a garage. Yeah, I had so many good memories there, man. Yeah. Cameron the Lander was the first person I met there, and we're still in contact somehow, but we've only seen each other in person, like, three times. But, like, going to that show was the first time I had ever gone to a show by myself. I had just turned 16. I had just started driving. I drove my ass down to Omaha. I pulled up into the back of Lucy's Pub, and this dude's on the patio smoking a cig. I'm like, yo can I get a cig he's like what's your name I'm like Cameron he's like yo and the rest was history and then the Lucy's closed and I was like dang yeah but I have a mirror that like that bubble mirror that was in the bathroom of Lucy's pub I have I love that mirror do you really the the exact same mirror but not the exact same okay yeah you know what I mean so yeah I'd I'd hold on I try to hold on to that mirror yeah no yeah. yeah but I posted a picture in front of it and Cameron was like I have that mirror I was like oh my god I forgot about this yeah. yeah, so that yeah. one too. I, I have that, the house show, third house, uh, house fest, third house yes. fest. That poster is so cool. Is it, they did a really it's, good job. It's yeah, legendary. Are... There's so many names in there. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, uh-huh. that show would have, like, that show had to have killed Yeah, I'm so someone. sad I didn't yeah. go. We were, we were talking with uh, Salt Creek before they were leaving. They were looking at the at the poster and they brought up how, reminiscing, reminiscing yeah. We, we brought up how uh, Remo Drive, I think, played at the first house fest. Oh, yeah. That was a thing. <laughs> Fuck. JD Darling, come back. Didn't. Yeah. Didn't. Oh, God. What band was it? Did Mari Chrysler open for Remo Drive at some point? Because I went I think to the a way Remo... out. The way out opened for Remo okay, Drive. Okay. I was going to say, I went to Omaha for a Remo Drive show when I was 18. And I did not know that you needed a notarized form to like yeah. get into shows in Omaha at that time. You do. So I showed up and couldn't get in and I saw them walking in and I was like, no. Yeah, man. Any, I, any so venues sad. that are stringent like that about age guidelines. Age and like, I get it. I get it, but, but I'm not a fan. you suck. You suck. Literally. Because you're hurting little children's hearts. Yeah, just put just, an X on my hand. Yeah, seriously. I don't want to drink. I want to go hard. see music. Right. Oh, shit. That reminds me, speaking of Omaha venues that are defunct, the Lookout Lounge. You ever yeah. went there before? Freaking, I've seen some awesome shows there, dude. Like uh, uh, Jeff Rosenstock mm. played there at one point, wow. and he came on and played with the opening act. And, you know, he's like he's like a punk icon, like the, yeah. the most punk Jeff public figure is... I can possibly think of. Um, and I didn't know any of his music when I saw him. You know, John Haroon just invited Jeff me to Rosenstock go to the show. Jeff Worry, come on. You know, I know, I know. Everybody talks about Worry. Has, it was such a good album, and I still haven't really gotten into it, but I respect everything about the man. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, he, he played an amazing show. And I've seen a lot of... And it's cool to see, like, um, local acts perform on the same stage as these internationally recognized artists. Mm-hmm. Um, like Sean McArdle's band altura played there with uh, a few other artists at one point and that was like that was a really yeah. really good show and lots there was always great turnout at that place i'm amazed that they went defunct it, it was i think it was because they were prioritizing shows we're talking about this prioritizing shows as opposed to prioritizing like having it be a bar setting where people are actually buying drinks and they would let minors in there as well um so that, that was one of the only places i could go to see shows in omaha um as a minor and uh, so they, they, they were inviting a ton of people in that couldn't buy drinks. They bought tickets, but tickets were always cheap, so they weren't making any money, uh, which is why they went defunct. So, you know, even though Same they're... Same thing in, with the Vega. With Vega, right, exactly. Which so they're, here their in intention town. Their intentions were really good, but it just didn't work out with their business model, you know, which is such a freaking bummer because I, I really did like the Lookout Lounge. I think it's a great place. I mean, there are a lot of... I mean, that's really what Nebraska, the Lincoln and Omaha music scenes are made up of are just the bars putting on shows mm-hmm. and that's all well and good but you're right it's really hard to get the younger audience into that which is why i like a place like the mez because it's substance free and so like literally i see six i've seen like 16 year olds in here mm-hmm. right exactly but popping. we're also not like 
a recognized business who's <laughs> yeah. making really any money off yeah, of it. Yeah, it's if also anything, it's we're also just trying been, to cover the overhead. Yeah, it's been what donate like there's a donation bowl. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> donation bowl. Well, like, you know, help the touring acts. And if you have a Venmo, people can send stuff to. Yeah. Then they're you know they're more likely to donate. That's how the Bay did their stuff too. They had a. Well, there was a there's a very specific. Um, I don't even remember. We haven't. This isn't planned out or anything, but so I don't remember the name. But they had like a very specific program that was like save the stages or yeah. something like that. That some someone had organized and that you could. They were like, we recommend you donate five dollars to this, which I mean I did because I consider it a big deal. I mean I don't want I want there to be places to play music in town. Right. Yeah. And it was hard when there was no when those places, especially like places that are bigger. Um, music only venues like the Rococo or um, or what was the other one we were talking about? The Bourbon. The Bourbon. Yeah, there's yeah. places like the that like I don't want to see the Bourbon get shut down. That'd be really sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, particularly because they have a big room and a small room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So even if the even if the big room gets closed down, there's still gonna be great shows at that tiny little spot. You know, I remember seeing uh, um, what's that yellow something. I'm blanking, man. Lincoln, Lincoln Act. Yellow After Rain. Yellow After Rain. Oh, I yeah. love them. Yeah, yeah, dude, they're awesome. They're really good. Yeah, they played at the front room at the Bourbon a lot, not too long ago. Really? And they put on a freaking awesome show. And, you know, that was my first time seeing them, and they're all just amazing musicians, you know, sort of doing their emo math thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I apologize to them if they don't consider to be <laughs> considered be called emo, emo math. math but i that's that's you know when i saw them that's kind of the energy that i was getting and that was the first time that i actually had an appreciation say, for I, that type of music i'd say i'd say they're definitely emo yeah emo indie mm-hmm. i just remembered this but the first time i ever saw john haroon like even before i like went to school at raymond central was at the vega playing at battle of the bands and his like band corn husker or husker something red Nebraska. I don't fucking yeah, remember. What was, what was it called? It was in. It was a uh, Academy of Rock band. Oh. Um, something red or like see, something Husker. Well, I tried out for them. Actually, you, we've talked about this back in the day, and I was like, "What the fuck? How did they know?" Uh-huh. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I because pers- Hunter's bad. I oh, yeah, I suck so hard. So hard. Man. <laughs> That's why they didn't invite me in. The Vega was a pretty shit venue. Like it was okay. <laughs> I but beg like, to differ. I loved when I went to the Vega. It was just I never... only went the one time to okay, see Joyce I... Manor, and I was seeing Joyce Manor. So. I went multiple times, and every time it was n- it, there was never more than like thirty people. No shit, like uh... never. It was so sad. I went and saw Felly and Gyps there. They're rappers, and they're so. Good and so popular. Felly's like an international act, isn't he? Yeah, I'm pretty like a sure. Ton of people know him. Yeah, uh, I went with Jared and Justin and oh, Caleb nice. and all those that, folks. Yeah, the, yeah. the high school crowd. Yeah, right. the high school yeah. crowd. Um, and it was a great show, but it was so sad that there were like 25 people that the show was terrible. Like they, like right. he was getting into it, and the whole crowd was just like, <sighs> and it was like dead of winter. So I can assume that that might have influenced right. that but like it's so sucky to see not like the worst turnout for shows especially when you're expecting a bunch of people i still say the best show that i've seen in lincoln consisting of local acts um and this is nothing against any any other bands but this was a particularly pertinent time in my life for this style of music was seeing grand Puba and cj clydesdale band at vega Mm. Um, because Grand Puba, I don't know if anybody, they're defunct now. They're in different bands, which are all equally as good. But uh, it's a psych rock act. The two guys, uh, a drummer and, and a guitarist. Um, and the guitarist has like this really wonky old, like I think it might have been a 12 string guitar. Um, just doing all, all kinds of just really big, grandiose chords. But while they were doing the really ambitious psych rock music with very little instrumentation, but it sounded so big, you know, it was like the White Stripes, were, if the White Stripes were psych rock. <laughs> um, and during this show, they had one of those old laminate projectors set up and it was projecting onto the back of the stage and they, they had somebody dr- doing artwork on the laminate sheets while it was That's going and dr- cool. pouring water on it and create like a bunch of psychedelic swirls and stuff like that. See, and- I, I've always oh. wanted to be able to have somebody in town where, where we can do that. Like visuals, man. you know, visuals. the, uh, the old school projectors that they would use in, in school with, uh, you would just put a little laminate sheet. Right. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. The yeah. Overheads. 
if you just put some oil on there, drippy drops, right. color. Yes, That's oil exactly and water. Doing, and yeah. Classic, like... Uh, that's like old school psychedelic visuals. Right. That they would 13th use floor shows. elevator shit. <laughs> yeah. And then you put, put a little kaleidoscope uh, view on that and then it gets crazy. Yeah, man. And and then after that, CJ Clydesdale band came up and I, I'd known one of the guys cause he sat in front of me in one of my entrepreneurship classes at UNL. Um, his name is, his name's Joe. Uh, and he moved to New York. He was doing something, something to do with, uh, um, promotion of artists or something along those lines. Uh, he worked for Talent Plus for a long time, but he's oh, an amazing nice. guitarist. And jo- uh, Jake Kawamoto is also in that band playing drums, and they were probably my favorite Lincoln band. They still are probably my favorite Lincoln band, period, uh, even though they're defunct, just because they played the exact music that I like. I mean, they were <laughs> right up my alley, sort of a psychedelic flair to it, but really bluesy and really punchy. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to see them come back. Joe Gomez, if you're listening to this, come back. If you're not already <laughs> back in Lincoln, I want to see your face and I want to see you play. What are, what are some, uh, what are some bad things about a venue that can be a problem? No monitor speakers. <laughs> That can suck. That can suck a lot of D. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, when you don't, I mean, well, well, you need that shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I need to be able to hear yourself play. Can't right. hear yourself play. We're going like to get a crazy in-ear monitoring system for the Mez. <laughs> <laughs> Make so, people, people feel like they're playing it. They're, play, they're playing uh it's the huge arena tour, you know? Madison Square. Right, <laughs> yeah, right, right here right. in Lincoln. So I, I work at Guitar Center. I have a coworker there. His name is JB. And he's in a band. And his band, they all, his, his drummer has, uh, he's convert. first of all, he's convert. this is amazing. He's converted a regular drum set into an electric. So it's an electric acoustic drum set. Whoa. So like, like full rim shots, uh, the the symbols work the oh, same way. Everything. I know, like, I know what you mean. Yeah. It's got they they've got triggers yeah. attached to each of the of the drums. So uh-huh. then when they hit the drum, it does yeah. the sound. So basically, they do full DI, and there's no monitors, and they have in ear monitors, and there's do, do nothing they mic on the, the stage. drums themselves. Or no, is it's it just, just it's just the electric drum in and triggers. Wow, yeah, that's crazy. And, and it's just out. And <laughs> there's nothing on stage. Just them. Um, like, he showed me a picture. I was like, wow, that looks so naked. <laughs> but, like, you know, that could be the future. Yeah. Sounds like a very modern setup. Mm-hmm. Something I'm starting yeah. to dip my toe into. But just running straight to the front of house, you know. I've been thinking about this recently. I want to record as a recording engineer. Or at least so I purport myself. I would like to record an album of a band that's already been touring balls for a long time. Uh, and so they're good enough to come in, put a drum kit in this room, and if we get the other room, when we get the other room, have all of their guitars in that room mic'd up separately in a booth. They all have headphones on. They're all playing. They're all jamming with each other in, in the same room, but with their outputs coming out from all over the place. In, in a similar way that, say, The Doors recorded their first few records. Mm. Because The Doors are, first of all, an amazing live act that have been playing forever, and they're like known all over the Sunset Strip, right? Yeah. Um, and you just record, re- record your album like that with very few frills, just the band in their essence, how they're intending to be sounding, uh, and then do vocal overdubs after the fact. Well, and that's yeah. my goal as a band is to have a live act that's that way so much so that you can just walk in and record it. And it's how it sounds live and it's how it's meant to sound and it sounds beautiful. Exactly. And everybody's feeding off of each other. You don't have to listen to a click. You don't have to follow a click as opposed to the other members in the band. There's eye contact going on. That's orgasmic. Yeah. No, it is. Yeah, yeah. it's orgasmic. Yeah, 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 it's just one of the best feelings that you can have is, is to really truly connect with someone while you're playing music with them and like look that's why that's why i like practicing in a circle because you could look someone in the eyes and be like mm-hmm. yeah i'm playing with you i'm playing with you gage yeah we're right. on the same page and often you sound the best mm-hmm. when you're in your own personal practice space yeah 
um, because you know you're most comfortable and like walking into a studio it's it's just like playing another gig you know yeah. like that's that's the kind of band that I would want to record or be in you know it's just one that's been practicing for so long that they just walk into the studio not even not even take their time recording each thing separately record everything at the same time yeah and do each song like 10 20 takes of a particular song and take the best take and then do vocal overdubs for it and just call it good yeah that seems like that seems like the way to go that seems like the way to make a it, really awesome record it's no, ideal don't have to quantize anything it's got plenty you don't of life. have to yeah, you don't have to add any extra extra reverb to make it sound like everything's going on at the same time. It's just like there. Yeah. Just like that. Okay, let's do it. It's not like we're running a production team slash studio. <laughs> it's not like we don't have a band. Yeah, right. Hey, I think I know. <laughs> I think I know exactly the band to do this. Ta-da-da. Yeah. Uh, it just takes practice. Yeah, just something I've been thinking about recently. Just goals as a music guy. Well, we've been recording some live sessions. Mm-hmm. We got another one coming up. Yeah, we do. We got the wonderful Hardly into our old and deceased studio. Mm-hmm. And from this day, the 7th of July, 2021, <laughs> it is two days until it's released. Uh-huh. Yeah, so you will buddy. be able to go watch it. Probably on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yes, Federal by the time Federal. this is out. So go watch, go watch that. Yeah, show. by the time this is out, it'll be out. It'll be out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That means go watch it. it. Yeah, go watch right it right now. Pause. Mm-hmm. If if I look at my calendar, it was released yesterday. Looks <laughs> <laughs> at calendar. Watch. Okay. So take this time. Go watch it because it's hardly like... the boy who chased the fast life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All one word. Mm-hmm. But he actually texted me and he was like, "I just wanna, I just wanna title it the boy, the boy, the boy." Okay. Alternate version. This version is an alternate version of their alternate of okay. the other version. Interesting. I have heard like what? I've, yeah, he definitely sings. There's one out on SoundCloud, um, and there's there's two out on SoundCloud, yeah. and they both do sound different. Yeah. So this is and this one. This is my does favorite sound version again. So, yeah, yeah, this one but, sounds very. Uh, I, I I love the, I love that they did this version with us. Mm-hmm. I like I like the the his melody that he chose for his vocals best. Mm-hmm. Um, with uh, this version, I don't know what we it had, is. He just crushes it. We had Simon do running the lighting rigs for us. I did, and we had Liz doing some camera work for yeah. us, and we had our our good friend Jackson Valenta of uh, JRV dot Inc. Jackson photos on Instagram. <laughs> cool. J A X S E N. It's a unique spelling. Yes, Jackson. it is unique spelling. Mm-hmm. Jackson. Send. Jackson. Jackson. We love our our boy. We love our boy so much. Shout out to our boy Jackson. He's a sweet baby angel. Love you. When I get home tonight, I'm gonna give you a kiss on the forehead, Jackson. Be ready. Or we're I gonna guess finish on the, the last day this airs, of Game of Thrones, so that you won't know. And we're gonna finish Game of Thrones because. Me and CJ are rewatching oh it my with, God. with Jackson. Yeah, it's very good. It's very good. And also watch season two of I Think You Should Leave. Yes. I, yes. yes. Is you, that out? Did you end up watching that? I've seen I've seen the first four episodes, and there's six episodes, so I have two more left to watch. Nice. Is it good? Um, it's really fucking funny. I, I, so we're going to have to watch that. At least at the... F- what? Who's the beer? Yeah, like the first episode, I, I didn't think... I didn't think that he would be able to come up with stuff that was still original despite what I'd already known and loved from him, Tim Robinson. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he definitely delivered on nice. this one. Like, I cried laughing in the first episode. I feel At like least three times. Okay, good. He took his sweet time. He his, did, yeah. It was like, I was on tour when I, I watched that first season. We watched it all when I was in Des Moines. Yeah. It was great. It was yeah. absolutely fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, I uh I I remember the first time I saw it, I went over to one of my coworkers places from he worked at the hub with me for a long time and he like fed me dabs and I I just uh I he just cried. Fed you dabs? Yeah, he just fed them to me. He was just like do eat it. Them? Do Here's it. a spoon. Just keep, eat it. Keep sucking it down. <laughs> um yeah, I just uh 
I don't know, man. I, I cried laughing the entire time. I, it was it was like something came over me. It was it was a magic. It was a sort of magic that I'll never forget. <laughs> so that show is very deep and dear to my heart. <laughs> yep. I tried to show that show to my parents. Biggest mistake oh my life. Your parents didn't like it? No, they were like offended by like really? Yeah, they were really offended by like the vulgarness of it, which mm. is what makes it funny. See, my parents offended. my parents thought it was really 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 funny. He particularly and my dad particularly enjoyed uh the skit with the um the chunky. It's like uh what? <laughs> the Don't chunk. come over here. <laughs> oh yeah. What kind of game show have you seen there's cursing on it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, that's, yeah that's it yeah dump it this he keeps coming out. he's got the backpack what are you gonna do yeah. with the backpack <laughs> now i'm wearing my own hat <laughs> i love it but then for for our listeners to laugh at this section they have to watch two seasons of an entire show yes <laughs> but they're not long they're, they're like, like 11 they're like, minutes yeah minutes. Like it's sketch comedy episodes. it's great like it's yeah. guaranteed to make you laugh it's guaranteed it? yeah um it's the perfect Sketch show. Except Liz, if you're Liz's I, parents. I was here Liz, and... that your parents remind me of me trying to watch Ozark with my grandparents, Uh-oh. and the first episode there is gratuitous sex, <laughs> <laughs> and they turned it off. Or like Bates Motel. Dude, why yeah. can't first people episode. handle oh, yeah. like I'm uncomfortable by sex scenes, but like why can't you just like look at tits for a second i don't i just i don't like i'm not trying to be rude but like I, speaking I'm of game wondering. of thrones yeah. yeah speaking of game of thrones like i just i it's it's a thing it's just a societal thing the yeah. fcc was created and it did the exact opposite of what it was intended to do mm. it just made things more vulgar because people were like oh it's just it's how people are oh you're gonna oppress us all right we're gonna fight back right. which i can really appreciate that yeah which is like uh there are a lot of musical acts that I uh, have an affinity towards because they specifically decide to, to throw up a finger when the FCC tells them to not. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Or or you could be a Blink-182 and get, <laughs> get really angry at everyone for no reason all the time. <laughs> Tom DeLonge. Do you remember that when they were doing like their uh, uh, anti-piracy thing? It was like oh, them yeah, and the, Metallica. And... There, you there would like steal a, a house. Oh. <laughs> I, I definitely <laughs> know. And what's the name of the Gosh. the drummer from Metallica? Uh, Hetfield. No, 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 that's the no. other guy. That's um, no. Lars Ulrich. Yeah, Lars Ulrich. Um, he really spearheaded that whole Napster thing. Yeah, he did. He was pissed. Yeah, he was pissed. <laughs> well, Napster. Because he's a dummy. Well, Napster changed the game. <laughs> There's well, there's when there's no laws for it. There's no laws for it, and then Napster was like, "We're gonna do this," and then oops, we broke some laws. But like now, there's inspiration for Spotify and iTunes. Store. And now, now we're stuck in this wild streaming, uh, yeah, west yeah. Western world. And the guy that yeah, made yeah. Napster also went and fucked up Facebook. It's also his really? fault. Yeah, you remember yeah. the Social Network? He was yeah. played by Justin Timberlake. Oh, <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. I first fuck- of all. God damn you, Justin Timberlake, for ruining Facebook. <laughs> Gage's grandpa the other day asked us how he could buy our music. That's true, and he we we were like, it's on like streaming Spotify. services. It's on the internet. He's like, he told us that every time he wants to listen to an album, he buys it from iTunes. He, Wow. Like, yeah. It, he's like, is your song 99 cents or $1.30? <laughs> like, oh. 99 cents, like, sir. I, I thank can't you. remember. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I've never had somebody ask me. I don't even think I've even looked at my iTunes page. Yeah. But, you know? Yeah, you got to bu- gotta pump pump your own numbers and just buy your, your own <laughs> yeah, releases. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. I think, Liz, your, did your mom buy it? I think my single? mom bought it. Oh, I think she bought it. The single? Yep. Be there. Nice. 99 cent. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let's see. We're I think we're probably approaching the end here. Yeah. I wanted Liz. To... Oh. Oh. Liz, <laughs> yeah. sorry, you never got to say what uh, uh, your favorite venue was. Oh, I was talking about the Bay. That was that was really fun to play at. Good vibes. Yes. I didn't get to play a drive-in show, but we did do a live stream show under the Strangers back in November, and it was like I'm sure it would have been a lot more fun if it would have been, you know, like people there, people there. But the <laughs> yeah. vibes inside of the bay were really cool. That, so, how do I not like, remember this? The literal vibrations. Yeah, I literally. <laughs> it, was like, it was like the week before we recorded the EP. Damn. It was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. I did not know about that. Yeah. Wow. Fuck. Where is that available? 
YouTube. YouTube. Oh, oh yeah. snap. Yep. Dope. Fuck yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do a quick uh, recap of our recap and just say like a couple things that I think are important. I think it's really important to look into the venues that you're booking, get to know the people, or at least try to get some perspective from other people. Go to cool venues that like deserve support for the beginning. Like yes. I think like I mean, I can't I feel like it's wrong of me to just like plug the mez, but like the mez and like house shows and like the smaller venues, I love that shit and the energy of it and like even if somebody wants to like try to make a festival, mm-hmm. there's so many things mm-hmm. that we could do. Um, but you know, I'm just I'm gonna spout DIY till I die. But I wanna play at the bourbon someday soon. That would be really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also yes. wanted to say there are a lot of new bourbon bands coming to fruition right now, and you should get a head start and like look into them. Find out which ones you think you're going to like because I can assure you that many, 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 many people are going to be releasing music or having concerts within the next six months and you're going to want to see them all. So shout out to all of the new bands in Lincoln. I don't know all of them, but I am so excited to see what all of you guys do. Yes. Uh, One quick little side note. I wanted to say if you're going on tour... uh and you're looking for venues out of town where you don't know what the scene is like, that's your mission. You got to find out what the scene is, who is, who, who are the, the, the heavy hitters, quote, the go-getters. Yeah. Top, top dogs of, of yeah. the scene. The internet because, exists. Like, exactly. Literally like yeah, look Reddit. Up who, Facebook look- is a, a big friend in that out of town venue search. You got to find the people that are running the scene and then work with them because otherwise you will not have a good show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I've been thinking? Uh, since nobody uses Facebook anymore, we need to make uh, a Lincoln music subreddit. Yeah. There we go. Get everybody, get everybody to go to the subreddit. I'm already on the music scene. I'm already on the Lincoln food scene Reddit, and we talk yeah. about like the Mediterranean restaurants and shit, and thing? how nice the owner is. Yeah, uh, Daffodil. I talked to some dude from Lincoln about Daffodil, a Mediterranean restaurant. Oh my god, go to Daffodil for lunch. They open at noon. They're open until like sometime in the PM. Beef sh- or lamb shank and their rice. The lady that owns Daffodil is, so, is so, so nice. Like, I have never met a nicer woman than the owner of this freaking restaurant. I walk in. I'm like, I've never been here. She let me sample everything. She would not let me not buy, like, some of it. She's like, you will like this. You have to get, like... Another example of passion being infectious. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even think I liked Mediterranean rest- food. I love it. I don't like meat. But, like, I went, and I ate her rice, and I ate her lamb, and it, like... I was like, oh, this is like a lot of meat for one person. But like, it was good and I could taste the love in it. Like, I love her. Yeah, we should start a music Reddit because there is a food If Reddit. it doesn't already exist. Oh, yeah, and I'm sure I mean, it does. It, it, honestly, it. I don't, it does, think, it, I don't think it does because I, I've looked through like Lincoln Reddits and there's there's like a somewhat popular one for just Lincoln. For just Lincoln. I'm, yeah, I subscribe to that one. Yeah. If you're That's looking the for only out- reason I found out about that. Yeah. whole Josh fight thing. But yeah. If, yeah, but if yeah, you're yeah. looking to tour and you don't know where to go, people who have toured are your best friends. I, I have a yes. list of like five people already off the top of my head that you could reach out to. Like and they've huge. been to probably most states that you want to go to. Like mm-hmm. I know a lot yeah. of artists, like let alone like people that have toured that like, I mean, that came out wrong. Hit me up. Yeah. If you, hit if you're, if you're hit going, John Haroon up. If hit. you want to tour anywhere in the Midwest, I can point you in the right direction. Yeah. The good old, there's, there's a good old like eight shaped uh, loop that you can take around and just brings you all the way to Chicago and you can hit like eight venues on the way there. It's great. Yeah. Dope. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. Um, any last words? Yeah, podcast. Yeah. Um, that. that. That's my last. <laughs> word. Also, shout out to uh, Canyon for joining Canyon's the Stuff Angels. We love you. We'll see you soon. Parking lot party. Or you will see him soon, or hear his voice soon on the podcast. And see him because he'll be on stage soon. with us. Yeah, our first show's coming up. Mm-hmm. DD. Yeah, baby. First show. Ow. Thank Ow. you all for listening. Love your mothers. Love your mothers. <laughs> <laughs>